the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right I will give to you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I am pretty sure that you have all experienced what is known as the high school mentality of popularity. You know what I'm talking about. In most high schools, there seems to be a hierarchy, a scale of popularity. It typically starts out in grade school and is most clearly seen in high school. Permit me an opportunity to explain a bit more. I'm not talking about merely being well-liked and admired due to a person being caring and nice in school, but I'm referring to that embedded system, yes, that embedded system of ranking and categorizing people. That is to say, I'm referring to a popularity scale where those who use their charming personality or their success in academics and sports actually place themselves above everyone else. Whereas on the bottom, you have those who, well, can be classified as losers and nobodies. There are also other names for this system of scales and ranking as well. Sociologists see this in all aspects of life, and they call this phenomenon the dominance hierarchy. The colloquial term used for the system of scales and ranking is also called the social totem pole. Now, regardless of its name, 
the rules are pretty much the same. The more work you put in and the more power that you exert, the higher you get up on that scale along with more popularity, honor, and reverence. But there is a catch. Yes, there is a catch to this high school popularity scale. There's a catch to this way of thinking. And that is this. Those at the top typically will try to defend their position, while those at the bottom may spend a lifetime trying to advance up the scale. And if those who are advancing up the scale get too high, those on the top will either rise higher still or attempt to kick those so-called losers down to the very bottom of the scale where they belong. And there's another catch to this as well. If someone on the bottom manages to get to the top, or let us say it this way, if the whole scale and the whole system are removed and everyone is made equal, well, those previously on the top will become furious and envious, discontent and full of hatred. Everything that they have worked for, all that they have done to get to the top and stay at the top will be undone. Yes, indeed, removing the system and the hierarchy scale would be one massive slap in the face. But what does this all have to do with our church service today? Dear friends, this is precisely what is going on in our parable from the gospel reading of Matthew. In the 20th chapter of Matthew, we read about a master of the house who goes out and hires a bunch of laborers Some work long hours and others work shorter hours. Therefore, what we would expect is this. At the end of the day, those who worked more should get paid first and should get paid more. However, the order of the payment is actually switched. Those who barely worked get paid first and those who worked more got paid last. And to make it even more stranger, everyone gets paid the exact same amount regardless of the amount and time of work they did. Now, this makes no sense to us at all. And the reason why? Those who work more should get paid more and should be paid first, right? Those who are on the top of the popularity scale should have more attention and more awe, not less, right? The more we do should result in us moving upward, not downward, right? Dear friends, this would be the case if we were operating according to the world. But in, the, in Matthew chapter 20, the first verse, we read this. Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like... That is to say, we are not dealing with a kingdom of power, but we are dealing with a kingdom that is based on grace. And grace does not operate according to our ways of thinking. As Jesus is teaching us in this parable, what the kingdom of grace, that kingdom of heaven, what it looks like and how it functions. What does this specifically mean, though? It means that with the kingdom of grace, there are no such things as high school popularity scales. There is no such thing as a dominance hierarchy with the kingdom of grace. There are no social totem poles in the church. These kind of systems with these kind of scales do not exist, cannot exist in the kingdom of heaven. 
You see, dear friends, when it comes to the kingdom of grace, you and I cannot and do not contribute anything. The kingdom of grace does not operate on a scale. The kingdom of grace does not look to our accomplishments, our spiritual resumes, our popularity, our status in society, the number of degrees that we have earned, or the amount of money we get in our paychecks. God does not repay us according to the size and the number of the works that we have done, but he pays us according to his goodness and his grace and his mercy in Christ. Because of this, what we typically see throughout the ages is that poor sinners are always quicker to enter the kingdom of heaven than works righteous scale-climbing people. One more time. We typically, throughout the ages, we have seen that poor sinners are always quicker to enter the kingdom of heaven than works righteous scale-climbing people. You see, those who are higher up on the scale, they wrongly believe that they have many good accomplishments stored up so that they become cocky and proud, which results in them looking down on others who have not reached the same level as them. As a result, they do not depend on grace, but they rely on themselves and are condemned. On the other hand, when poor sinners on the bottom hear God's word, and their sins are actually laid bare before them, they actually become terrified in their conscience. And because they find no comfort in themselves and no assurance in the heights that they have climbed, they instead seek help and forgiveness from Christ Jesus and are justified. Typically, though, what ends up happening when sinners are justified freely by God's grace through faith is that people begin to mumble They begin to grumble and complain. Yes, those at the top of the high school popularity scale and those at the top of the hierarchy dominance structure begin to grumble. Those at the top of the social totem pole, essentially anyone who trusts in their works, well, they begin to complain when low-life sinners are freely justified by grace on account of Christ. You see, the kingdom of grace, it levels everyone and places all of humanity into one category. And that category is sinner. Yes, sinners who need grace. Indeed, the gospel, my friends, is for sinners only, which is a huge amount of generosity given to us in Christ Jesus. And yet this generosity will cause some to become envious and hateful and embittered because God's grace does not allow any human accomplishments to contribute to the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is all about God's grace and mercy for us. Therefore, when sinners at the bottom are freely justified for Christ's sake without merit and without human accomplishment, those at the top are undercut, which results in them despising God's grace because grace is free and unearned. Yes, because grace is free and unearned, their thinking becomes perverted. They see grace as if it were evil when it is actually good. This despising of God's grace is exactly why Cain killed Abel. It is the reason why the Pharisees judged Zacchaeus as a sinner. It is the reason why the elder brother was angry at that prodigal son. It is the reason why the religious leaders were angry with Jesus. Grace is perverted 
and seen as evil in the minds of those who trust in themselves. Grace becomes a foul odor to those seeking to prop themselves up by their own doings. So dear friends, when we think of ourselves as better than other people before God, and when we begin to grumble and complain about those who we believe are lesser than us, as if they have not done enough to be worthy of God's favor, we have become hypocrites. We have become hypocrites. Therefore, repent. Yes, one and all, repent of the scales, repent of the popularity mentality, repent of the social totem poles, and repent of the grumbling. This is not the way of the kingdom of heaven. This is not the way of the kingdom of grace. Dear baptized saints, the truth of the matter is this. After we have done everything that we have been called to do for the Lord and his church, we must always beat our breast and say, I am a worthless slave. I have done only what I ought to have done. You see, these words clearly declare to us that God saves by his mercy and his grace in Christ alone and not by the value of our works and our deeds and our accomplishments. Baptized saints, we walk in the fear of the Lord God, knowing that if there is any good in us, it is by the gift and the work of God the Holy Spirit through the word and sacraments. And when we walk and serve, we shall never despair of God's grace and his mercy. You see, no matter how rejected you may find yourself in the eyes of the world's popularity schemes, and no matter how low you may find yourself on the social totem pole of the world, take comfort. Yes, take comfort, for the Lord chooses to bypass these systems and comes directly to you in his word and his sacraments to give you his undeserved and unmerited grace. Therefore, dear baptized saints, let the world grumble. Let the old Adam murmur. Let the devil hate, for all of this is passing away, and you have been given God's grace and forgiveness on account of Christ Jesus and him alone. No matter if you have been in the church your whole life or if you have just begun, God's grace and his mercy, his forgiveness, and his life is yours because of Jesus. Jesus is your Christ your savior. No scales, no popularity needed, no hierarchy, and no huffing and puffing by your own works. Just Jesus Christ and his works for you. Yes, only his suffering and his dying and his rising for you. It is only Jesus. Jesus alone with a period. In the name of Jesus, your savior, your grace, your justification. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.